When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hi, Art. Hi, Bunk Funkers. Um, I wanted to say something right at the top of the episode here. I have something that I need to get off my chest. Oh, okay. Uh, This is kind of a big announcement for me. Wow. All right. Here we go. Uh, Bunk Funkers, I have not pre-cleared this statement with Art. He so. has not pre-cleared this statement with me. I have no idea what is about to come out of Andy's mouth. Normally, it's some kind of porridge or pudding-like substance, but today I think it might be words. So if this generates some controversy, I'm sorry. But I feel like if you make candy and you color the candy green, you owe it to the people eating your candy to make that lime flavored. Wow. Green apple heads are fucking rioting in the streets. They are so pissed off at this statement. These I, green apple heads. I love the flavor of lime. Wow. We are pro lime on this podcast. This is a pro lime podcast. <laughs> green apple never, lime forever. Whoa. Green apple never, lime forever. I can make at least one exception okay. to this rule. Sure. And that would be Haribo gummy bears. Green Haribo gummy bears are famously strawberry flavored, which is a... <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, it's a choice that baffles me as well. I don't know if it's a German thing that I'm <laughs> too American to understand. I mean, I assume it's because they already have raspberry and that's the red. And so they made the strawberry green because I guess strawberries do have a green leaf on them. But you could say that for almost anything. Let anything. me throw a wild card at you. Okay. Ow. This is kind of like My the eye. Ralph Nader. Of, I guess, this, like, you know, you've got your Democrats or Republicans, I guess, on one side. I'm not saying which one is which, wow. but this would be like your weird third party that just sort of joins is, into the mix. This is this is the uh, candy that's really into seatbelt laws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watermelon. As green? As green. What are you thinking? You get behind that message? I will be real honest with you, Art. Oh, God, here we go. I don't, I don't know if I've ever had a candy watermelon that i really enjoyed 
Whoa! I think that's because like watermelon doesn't have a flavor. It's just sweet. It's just like sweet water. It's just a sugary water. I'll tell it's you one. Red. It's fun to eat. I think bubble yum watermelon gum is maybe the best candy. That's probably watermelon. the best version. Yeah. Or uh, those. What about those old watermelon gummies with the sh- they're crusted in sugar? Um, like uh, I think the people who done who done did uh, sour patch. Oh, done did the sour patch kids. Uh, came up with a watermelon version. It's not bad, but it's, not it's bad. also not. I don't love it. Okay. Um, I did have once. Uh-huh. I think this is a great application for watermelon. A watermelon granita. What's a granita? It's like it's like ice. Is that like a forgotten it's war that like people f- fought in like flavor. the eighties? Granada. Yeah. This was granita. Uh, it was a really bad battle in World War One. <laughs> um, no, this is a. It's like it's like it's like flavored ice, basically. Wow. It's like you take the. I don't. I guess I don't know the process. But Would you call like that a water watermelon ice? juice? And it's frozen, and it's like you just kind of chip it off, and it's so refreshing. Now, Andy, depending on what part of the country you're in, you might call that a water ice. Water ice, yeah. Yeah, I suppose if you're from somewhere in the Northeast, possibly around the Philadelphia region, southern New Jersey, you might call it a water ice. Which takes us to today's topic. Thank you. This this candy segment, you all thought it wasn't going anywhere, but it definitely is because we're talking about the Jersey Devil. Wow, Bungfunkers, I hope that you were wearing your seatbelts because we took you for a ride. (laughs) Well, you Green Appleheads, they're out in the fucking streets. They're picketing you. They're ready to cancel your ass. Green Appleheads in shambles right now. They are. I said Green Apple can fuck off. That's right. I like lime. You know what? I think a lot of people say, well, you got to have green apple because of the sour. Limes can be sour. Limes are very tart. Limes are a tart fruit. Nobody goes, oh, you can't have lemon. Yellow stuff can't be lemon. It's got to be a sour thing. A lemon and a lime are pretty closely related. Sure, certainly. I mean, uh, limes uh, are a famous early candy. Is there a better bite in a fruit candy than when you get an orange piece, a lemon piece, and a lime piece? All the citrus fruits in one. What a delicious bouquet of flavors. Well, not, not if you're scurvy. If you're scurvy, you hate that combination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't tell Pink. Don't tell the singer Pink, please. Um, Andy, we're talking about the Jersey Devil today. A famous cryptid folklore legend of Americana. And uh, this came to us from a bunk funker. This did come to us from a bunk funker. This came to us from our, uh, I think, actually, multiple episode suggester. That's right. At this point, Seth Shepard. Seth Seth. Shepard. Thank you, Seth. Thank you again for... The Jersey Devil. I mean, honestly, it's debatable. I know this is a hot topic of debate at some point in New Jersey, but I think this is goes without saying that this is New Jersey's top cryptid. Uh, yeah, certainly. This is one of the... This is a top cryptid all time. This is right. a heavy hitter. This is not a joke. Right, right. This is... We're talking... I think we're up here at like Mothman levels. We're, I think we're even might be... Yeah, we're, we're at Mothman levels. We're at Bigfoot levels. I think right. Jersey Devil. We're going to talk about the... The cultural significance. And honestly, I'm going to say this up top. You know, obviously, you all know fucking timestamp. You can get to it, blah, blah, blah. I'll talk about it. But up top, I think the skeptic portion of today's topic is actually, it might it might fucking beat out the the topic itself. We'll see. Up for debate. We'll talk about it. I think, uh, look. There's some shit you did not expect that you're going to hear. You're going to learn a lot and be surprised, I think. You're really going to enjoy it, I think. Um, I will say uh, we covered another New Jersey situation at some time in the past. Uh, the Watcher, the Westfield That's right, Watcher, the Westfield Watcher. Yeah, uh, I think that in researching that episode, there was a recent poll taken, like a Thrillist poll or whatever. I might have mentioned it in the episode that actually put the Watcher higher 
for New Jerseyans as their top creepy mm-hmm. thing over the New Jersey Devil. Wow. So for you, for you Garden Staters out there, let us know. Let us know. What do you like better, the Watcher, the Devil? Um. Yeah, I mean, let us know what you think. You know, are you are you? This is this, and this is akin to the green apple and lime debate, right? I think we're going to see similar splits, right? Here and um, of course, bunkfunkers, if you want to split this podcast in half, uh, you can find the timestamp in the show notes, which will take you right to when the research begins. Because that's right, fifty percent of the runtime right. of this episode is devoted to the lore. That's right. Uh, it might seem that way. All right, this I, I'm trying to balance my legs on a bouncing on a balance ball. It's not working. I am. Falling over in my chair in the bunker. It's not working. I'm putting the bouncing ball away. Anyway, timestamp is in the episode description. <laughs> Check it out. I'm literally fucking like trying to put my feet up. I'm fucking rolling all He's over. He's not doing place. anything other than tr- just trying to put his feet on the ball and he can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Um, Check it out. I'll take you when the research again because first Andy and I got to talk about why we got to go to the bunker this week. Yeah, we do. We've had... Look, we... Bunkers outside of the bunker. Outside Art, of the bunker. Art and I are men of culture. We're I think most people would describe us that we've way. We've been yeah. described as Renaissance men. Oh yeah. Jack of all trades, you, jacking off of all trades. Right. You because of your many interests and me because of my outdated ideas about society. <laughs> uh and so we've both been described as You're Renaissance. really into bloodletting. Still. I don't really trust modern medical science and I really don't feel comfortable with Those cameras stealing my soul. That's right. So we've both been described as Renaissance man, jack yeah. off us all of all trades. Right. And this week we both decided actually independently right. to get involved in juicing. That's right. So I picked up, oh God, I got to tell you, about I got this. I It was a gift actually to me. Um, from my mommy, it was a, it's a Cuisinart juicer. A Cuisinart, and you know she sent it with a typical note. It's like, here, honey, I love you. Wow, you eat uh, way too much solid food. Have uh, you ever thought about just drinking juice? And maybe you wouldn't be such a disgusting pig and have porridge falling out of your body all times of day. And that was very sweet that she sent me this juicer. She's trying to help me be healthy, and so you know, I just decide like, hey. I've never been a real juice head before. Right. This is a culture. I got to figure out what I like in juice. Yeah. Because how many juices are you familiar with? How many juices do you drink on a regular basis? Zero. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I'm not yeah. a big juicer. If I go for, if there's a juice I go for, it's Cactus. cranberry juice. Okay. All right. Close. You went with, okay. Well, it started with a C. You were close. <laughs> Look, we're doing this mind reading thing and <laughs> it's not going great yeah but. i think cranberry i think i think i think survey says you know number one on the family feud chart would be orange i think orange without a doubt orange probably has is the number one fruit juice big time there's a big time orange lobby uh the state of florida puts out a big time mm-hmm. orange lobby they right. try to act like orange juice is healthy and a good source of vitamin c when your simple green pepper has more vitamin c and is easier to consume than orange juice and probably less sugar yeah Let's be real. But I do like pulp. Yeah. yeah. Love pulp. Yeah. I, I have found myself down at the Florida's Naturals. Right. Um, where they've got these big natural oranges that oh, yeah. come straight off the tree. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they have this whole like alphabet scale for your size of oranges. 
Um, you know, like G is like almost a grapefruit. You like those double D's. Yeah, I like the double D's. They're not quite. You like a 32 double D. 30, 32 double D because they, there's this numeric and it's an alphanumeric scale for yeah. measuring the quality and uh -huh. size of the orange. And so 32 double D is about as good as it gets. Uh, this is a great big orange, um, beautiful, supple uh, peel on this orange. And the flesh inside is just tender and juicy. Oh, God. And so you're familiar with cranberry. Yeah, I love cranberry juice, yeah. honestly. You get a lot of UTIs. Yeah, I do. I do have a lot of urinary tract infections. I have problems sticking things in my urethra. Mostly dust and... <laughs> Come on! Well, you know, I do a lot of cooking at home and... With I, your penis? I handle raw chicken. I'm always cooking in the nude and, you know... you have Why to... are you handling raw chicken? Oh, we have raw chicken for every meal. And I cook it before we eat it, but sometimes you're handling raw chicken and you got to scratch your penis. Specifically the tip of the urethra. Come on! And so stuff gets in there and you get infections. So you're juicing. Yeah, I'm juicing now. But I said, I don't, I don't have, it's like, what juices do I like? I know I like, I like orange juice. Mm -hmm. I like, I like cranberry juice. I like pineapple juice. I know that I like combinations of juices, like orange, pineapple, banana. Well, yeah. That's a good combo. Mm. But there's so many other fruits and veggies. I got to figure out which juice is right for me. So I went to my local supermarket I went to Super Dave's Super Dave's Super local, Dave's supermarket, local Super Dave's supermarket, supermarket yeah. yeah. And I bought one of everything in the store. And I'm at home juicing like crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I started off with the fruits and the vegetables. Sure. And there are some there are some interesting things out there. Yeah. You ever had cilantro juice? I've never had cilantro juice. Not bad. I imagine you could also juice a bar of soap and it would taste very similar. Wow, wow, okay. I'm joking. I don't have that thing. Oh. I know that other people do, though. I was going to say, I didn't know this about you. No. I'm but fine with cilantro. I think it's great. Love cilantro. Uh, I, potato juice. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Starchy. Uh, starchy, yeah. It's a little bit gloopy. Uh-huh. Um, but then, you know, I got into some of the more exotic wow. stuff out of here. Uh Papaya. Papaya juice. There's a good juice. There's a great juice. Papaya juice. juice. Yeah, okay. Um, eventually, I moved on to things like um, crab meat juice. Okay. Shells and all. Yeah, yeah. You got to have the shells because it's good fiber. Um, yeah, no, I think it's great. That honey you, nut Cheerio juice. The juicing allows you to get all the nutrients without any of the fibrous and uh right. you know other other nutrient dense content of the, of I think, the thing. I all think all the sugar really. Right. And I think we can all agree that the best part about eating is consuming things, but it's so tedious to chew, yeah. and cut. Uh -huh. So when I make a pound of bacon into juice now, oh my god. It's really convenient. <laughs> so I'm telling you this juicing thing is going great because uh -huh. I'm like I'm dumping in ice cream and frozen mozzarella sticks, and it's <laughs> I'm Making getting a marinara shake. I'm getting so much juice, so I'm having a great week juicing. I'm just juicing it up, right? Drinking all this juice every day, as many juices as I can drink. Mm -hmm. um, and I ran out of ingredients about halfway through the week, wow. so I had to go back to Famous Dave's uh, supermarket uh -huh. and buy his local produce again these local frozen yeah you know mozzarella sticks you got to get those local frozen mozzarella right. sticks that super dave definitely makes in the back right he makes in the back you can see him back there 
making the mozzarella sticks uh, and then freezing them. And then putting a t- and putting, you know, packaging on the front that says market days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's his brand that he uses. It's just a silly brand. Yeah. So I go back to the store and I'm telling you, I was gobsmacked by what I found in the supermarket. I found the biggest honking parsnip I have ever seen in my life. Root veggie. Root veggie. Don't sleep on juicing your root veggies. Carrot juice, baby. Woo! Does that count as a root vegetable? Nah, it doesn't. Fuck it. Um, No, you can have a potato, rutabaga, turnip. Yeah. Anyway, don't don't sleep on juicing your root veggies. So I see this humongous turnip. I mean, this thing was at least six feet tall. Wow. It was, it's one of those, you, you know, what I think is so funny about root vegetables is they sometimes have the, the like root things hanging off of them. Uh-huh, little and so it makes them look weird. Yeah. So this one definitely looked anthropomorphized because it was clearly a parsnip, but it looked like it had these two huge muscular arms and these two short chunky legs. Sure, sure. And it looked like it had a human face uh-huh. on the very top of it. It's just one of these really funny looking parts, but I'm like, oh, I gotta, you I gotta, gotta juice see, this thing. You gotta get on that. I gotta what juice a deal. this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get the parsnip and I take it home and I start to, it's too big to fit in my juicer. Right. So I got to start cutting it. So I pull out my knife, my trusty chef's knife, and I'm going to start whacking away at this, um, this huge parsnip. And the parsnip kicked the knife out of my hand, punched me in the throat. And then I, <laughs> and then put a paper bag from the store, uh-huh. from Super Dave's grocery store, uh-huh. over my head, yeah, uh, and then secured it with a rubber band. Oh my god! Like that you would see around a bundle of asparagus, perhaps, which wow. I also purchased. Asparagus juice, yeah, because I really rubber like my, band and all. I really like my urine to smell bad. Of course you do. It's part of it's part of if it doesn't help if you mark your territory. That's how you mark your territory. And your urine doesn't smell like anything. Right. Well, I end up at the goddamn bunker. This giant parsnip was Mr. Bunker. Oh, that's what I was starting to think. Yeah. Right as you said that. Yeah. Yeah. When I revealed it, it made more sense. It made total sense. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. So I, got, I got abducted again. Well, what the fuck, Andy? What a weird week. I got into juicing too this week. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah, you told me you were juicing. Did you get a Cuisinart also? No, I started doing steroids. Uh, oh. Oh. Hey, I noticed it seemed like your balls were really small. Yeah, my balls have shrunk. Uh, it's fantastic. I have I have a fucking sea of back knee. Um, it looks like fucking Mount Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> It worked. Uh, you know, it looks like the fucking Artie's Mountains back there. All these fucking back knee. I'm aggressive. I'm angry. Uh, I have a short temper. Um, is that related to the All my hair has fallen out. Yeah, um, you are very bald. Right. And um, I have I have gynecomastia now. My nipples uh, are very puffy and big and full of fat. Um, but God, do, do my fucking muscles look bigger, huh? Kind of. Yeah, well, Andy, I gained about an inch on my calves. And you know those are the hardest muscles to put mass on, okay? Well, I know that's... You people don't understand. You're either born with it or you're not. It's the hardest muscle to work and put mass on. Um, So, yeah, I got into steroids, got into juicing. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a fitness enthusiast. I have multiple power cages at my house. True fact. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag not a bit. 
Uh, I've been trying to sell a rowing machine for about six to eight months that I bought. Uh, it's if, you're interested, to... <laughs> if you're interested, Buck Bunkers, this is now Mr. Bunkers, <laughs> Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Type BST. <laughs> if you want to get some workout equipment. This is Mr. Bunker's Marketplace. Um, Email us at mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Uh, MSRP, it's like 1200 bucks. I'm selling it for like five to $600. Anyway. Let us know. Um, I got a fucking squat rack. I've been trying to hock off on people like my friend Nick. He won't take it. He's a big fucking dummy. He won't take it. So anyway, I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I need I need to fast track my muscle gaining. Yeah. So I was like, give me some of that trend bologna sandwiches, baby. Mm-hmm. Let me go see my fucking friend, Anabolic. Anabolic? Yeah. Let me go see my friend, Anabolic. You got to know some of this gym code, Andy. Oh, I see. Anabolic yeah, I say, I say I go to the gym and I go up to some of the bigger guys. You know, the ones I know that are on the gear. And I say, hey, let me get a bite of that trend bologna sandwich. Trend bologna? Yeah, let me get a bite of that trend bologna sandwich. Hey, yeah. hey, can you introduce me to your friend, Anabolic? Oh, I get it. <laughs> There's a distributor of steroids named Anabolic. It's a weird last name. What is that? Dutch? I think it's Greek. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they start putting me on the gear. You know, I'm on that trend. I'm on that fucking uh, Anna Devar. I'm on that Anna. I'm on those anabolics. I'm on that. Mm-hmm. I'm on fucking SARMs. I'm on fucking. I'm doing TikToks with all the kids. I'm fucking training my ass off. Yeah doing glute bridges and fucking benching and squatting and deadlifting. I'm setting off lunk alarms at the fucking, uh, that fucking gym, setting off their lunk alarm. They're kicking me out. Saying, get the fuck out of here. Quit dropping the weights. I'm not even really working out that fucking hard. It's all the steroids doing all the work. I'm just lifting shit and throwing shit around. Right. And then people are like, well, what? It's like, I'm trying to fucking train. You're sort of like the Incredible Hunk at this point. Yeah, I'm like the Incredible Hunk. And I'm just so hungry for roids because I'm juicing up a storm. Yeah. You know, one day I go into this new gym because I've been getting kicked out of all these fucking gyms because I keep dropping the weights everywhere. That's right, my so workout. Setting off the lunk alarms. Well, I'm setting off these lunk alarms because I'm picking up the weights and I'm just dropping them. That's my workout. That's my right, routine. Right. It's called the, it's, 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 you know, the Bulgarian, it's a Bulgarian style of working out. Right. Don't, you know. I, I don't need to explain it to people because you're not going to get it. It's not bro science. It's just you. It's like a mix of hypertrophy and power days. You just lift stuff and drop it all over the floor. Right. Um, the point is you, you got to bend all the way down. And it's pick functional it up. strength. Yeah. It's like occupational therapy. almost. Yeah. yeah. So one day I go into this new gym um, and it's called the buff bunker. Uh-huh. It's called the buff bunker gym. And I go oh, into the nice. I go sounds perfect for you. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm trying to get buff and I like, you know, I'm used to being in a bunker. Yeah. You love like being segregated from the rest of society right. and working on your bod. Yeah. And um, so I go immediately into the locker room. I'm trying to look for some of the bigger dudes. Did you sign up first or no. I snuck in. There's nobody at the front desk. So I just snuck in. Um, you know, you they, they got gyms? these key fob things that you're supposed to put on the thing to sign in. And I just sort of. You know, I just kind of like, I found like an old fucking CTA pass. I just threw that on there. I figured, you know, that's kind of the same thing. You figure it out. Yeah. It's not my fault. Um, So I sneak in, you know, 
I'm going in the locker room. I'm trying to look for some of the bigger dudes. Ask them about a little bit of that, some trembolone sandwiches. Get a little bit, talk to, see if I can talk to the friend Anabolic. You know what I'm saying? Right. Trying to get a couple of these, uh, you know, you know what I'm trying to get. Yeah. Um, and what I see is the world's biggest fucking hypodermic needle. And on the hypodermic needle, it it has like a label that says steroids. Wow. I was like, whoa, dude. That's convenient. I was like, I need to put that in my ass cheek today, right now. God, if I had a nickel for every time I heard you just exclaim that in a locker room. <laughs> so immediately I go and I'm trying to get that hypodermic needle into my butt. Right. But this hypodermic needle sprouts. I mean, some of the fucking beefiest arms. I mean, these arms... These triceps, great fucking delt cutoffs. I mean, the ratio is like one to two to three. It's a perfect ratio for bods. I mean, watch oh. out, Chris Bumstead, because um, you're about to get, you're about to have your fucking four Pete ruined uh, at the Mr. Olympia contest because this fucking giant hyperdermic needle has some of the best arms I've ever seen in any competition in my life for bodybuilding. Wow, huge forearms, huge beefy arms. Well, I guess this is what you would expect from a huge right? needle full of steroids. Well, this fucking giant hyperdermic needle grabs me and then sucks me up into its fucking cavity. Whoa. So I'm swimming around in all the steroid juice. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, this is all right. But then, as you saw, it fucking spat me out here into the bunker. Yeah. So I'm sopping wet with steroid juice. Yeah, there's a big puddle of it all over the floor. There's a big puddle of steroids all over the floor. My feet are growing so much hair right now. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's what it is when you're trying to get into juice and culture Jeez, for yeah. me for working out. You know, you walk into these gyms, say, give me a trembolone sandwich. Let me talk to your friend Anabolic. Hey, I'm trying to take a little test. Maybe you got the answer for me. I'm trying to take a little test. Maybe you got the answer for me. Well, motherfuckers, now you know how you can get steroids from your local gym. So anyway, that's how Mr. Booker abducted us this week. Uh, you know, we're just trying to live our fucking best lives. And this guy, again, is fucking with us. All we're trying to do is be us. Yeah, we're trying to be Renaissance men. I'm trying to I'm trying to make juice. You're trying to get juiced. Right. Meanwhile, he's putting the squeeze on us. <laughs> he's putting the squeeze on us. Well, anyway, bunk funkers, uh, we're going to put the squeeze on your little mind tummies because uh, we got a big whole enchilada for you this week. Yeah, open wide, because this this enchilada is the real monster. Oh, yeah. Um, this is the Jersey Devil, the New Jersey Devil, the Jersey Devil, the New Jersey Devil, the Leeds Devil. goes by many names, but uh, there is But specifically, one. this is the New Jersey Devil, right. not to be confused with the Devil from the Island of Jersey. <laughs> That's right. That's a totally different thing. But uh, this is the Jersey Devil here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. <laughs> I'm the devil. Without a doubt, New Jersey's oldest, most enduring, and important pieces of folklore is the tales of the infamous 
Jersey Devil? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me stop you right there. Nobody wants to hear about that loser. That guy's a freaking weirdo. Let's talk about me. The Jersey Devil. Dang. Now I'm a freaking grifted. Who knows how to party? And so I said to them, I said, I don't care if she's a pillow. You get my waifu on that heart transplant list right now. Dude, you freaking showed that hospital who's boss. Hey! Uh-oh. Hey, who the hell are you? What are you doing with our podcast equipment? Hey, how you doing? I'm the Jersey Deviled Egg. The, the Jersey Deviled Egg? Andy. What? Art? It's Tuesday. I always eat four dozen deviled eggs on Tuesday. Well, I think this time you conjured up a lesser Jersey cryptid. Oh, God damn it. Hey, get out of my seat, fucking Jersey deviled egg. Oh, come on. Who's ready to party? <laughs> hey, all right, Jersey deviled egg. All right. You're, you seem like a fun guy, but uh, we're not partying. Uh, we're here to deliver the whole enchilada on the Jersey devil sans egg. <laughs> that guy's a freaking weirdo. Nobody wants to hear about that guy. No, they do because he's Jersey's most famous cryptid. New Jersey is a state with deep history in the founding of America. And for over 300 years, New Jerseyans have told tales of this mysterious, creepy cryptid, which stalks the Pine Barrens and terrorizes residents. Now, whether they tell these tales with a Taylor ham or a pork roll, we can't say. Oh, baby, it's Taylor ham. The Jersey deviled egg loves a Taylor ham. Nobody asked you, you stupid fucking egg. Jesus, Andy, take it easy on the guy. I don't know, Art. I can't put my finger on it, but this this guy, I just feel like he's up to no good. Oh, boy. <sighs> Anywho, to better understand the Jersey Devil, we must understand its birthplace, the Pine Barrens. The Pine Barrens are a wonderfully remote and creepy stretch of dense forest, spanning some 1,700 square miles across southeastern Jersey. The Pine Barrens are actually a giant aquifer, which is a plot of land with a dense layer of water, permeable rock, and it feeds the Barrens' dense forest of white cedar trees and swampy outcroppings and waterways. It's pure wilderness, and back in ye olden days, it made traveling through it a real pain in the pork roll. <laughs> the Pine Barrens are filled with old trails and roads paved by Native Americans or by stagecoach, and many of the roads lead to old colonial villages inhabited by the first New Jersey settlers. Places like Hogwallow, Double Trouble, Suey Place, and Marianne Furnace. Uh, coincidentally, uh, each of those was a nickname of mine in high school. Oh, really? Out. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, the Pine Yeah, parents. people used to call me Marianne Furnace. <laughs> uh, I love the sister sort of Joanne Fabric. Yeah. Marianne Furnace. <laughs> You get all your HVAC needs. Yeah. The Pine Barrens are the perfect birthplace birthplace, birthplace. <laughs> for a cryptid such as the Jersey Devil. And the birthplace is apropos because the story of the Jersey Devil uh, begins with an expectant mother. Mother leads. The legend of the Jersey Devil begins in 1735 when a woman named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds, was pregnant with her 13th child. Leeds family were some of the earliest settlers of New Jersey, and many of their descendants can still be found throughout New Jersey today. Now, Mother Leeds and the Leeds family weren't wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, and Daniel Leeds, her husband, you know, some versions say he was a drunkard. Other versions claim he was just not that interested in child rearing and preferred to do his own thing. Regardless, Mother Leeds 
had had enough. After learning of her 13th pregnancy, she raised her hand to the sky and proclaimed, Let this child be a devil! Both of our parents must have done that too, because uh, Andy and I are a couple little devils too. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Hey, what are you doing over there? You being weird? Fuck off, egg. Andy. Fuck. <laughs> God. Fucking egg. God. Sometime later, I mean, however long it takes for babies to be born, I'm not really sure. Could have sworn a stork was involved. Anyway. Mother Leeds went into labor on a tumultuous, stormy night. The other 12 Leeds children and Daniel gathered in another room of the house to await the birth of their next kin. Some local midwives assisted in helping deliver yet another Leeds baby into the world. And by all accounts, this baby, unlike myself, was a seemingly happy, healthy, beautiful baby boy. Within minutes, the newborn babe transformed before Mother Leeds' eyes. The curse she bequeathed upon pregnancy proved true. This child was becoming... A devil monster. The infant began to grow at an incredible rate. It sprouted horns on the top of its head and talon-like claws grew from its fingers. Bat-like wings unfurled from its baby back (laughs) and its body was covered in hair and feathers. Its eyes glowed evil and red as its head mutated into that of some kind of horse-like creature and its legs were cloven-hoofed and it grew a thick tail. Just moments before, there was a beautiful newborn baby. There was now an unholy, hideous creature. The creature then set its gaze upon its own mother, who it tore into with its claws, killing her. It turned its attention to the midwives in the room, horrified at what they just witnessed. It flew at them, clawing and biting and bellowing an unearthly shriek. It tore them limb from limb. The monster then knocked down the door to the next room where the father, Daniel, and his twelve children were. And I can only assume they were all Stacked one on top of each other in order of height. Right. Pressing their ears against the door, listening in. The creature tore through as many as it could, killing its siblings. But those who did survive told of how when the beast was done killing, it flew up through the chimney, destroying it on the way up and leaving a pile of rubble in its wake. It flew off into the night, into the Pine Barrens, where it has lived ever since. Now, what kind of cryptid role model is that, huh? What do you rather talk about a cryptid who is a strange human devil egg hybrid and who likes to party and may have a Def Leppard tramp stamp? Oh, my God. You're making me hate mayonnaise, and I can never forgive you for that fucking egg. Andy. Jesus. Fucking egg. God. Shut the fuck up, egg. Oh, boy. Now. Some accounts of the Leeds Devil aren't as graphic. In some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch, and the child's father was the devil himself. Lucifer is such a daddy. Yum! Roast. Mm, he looks good. Oh my God. Such a snack. Uh, some versions of the legend also state that there was a subsequent attempt by local clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. Other versions just have the child being born deformed and Mother Leeds cursing him because of it. And still others just say it was born normal and then later over time developed into the Jersey Devil, where the Leeds family kept it confined in the cellar until it eventually broke free and just flew off. 
as children do. When <laughs> as they time. do when it's their time to go. Uh, but these versions suck ass and are way less cool than the one we told where the freaking Jersey Devil goes full sicko mode and then fucks off like he just doesn't care. <laughs> That's freaking cool. With the origin story out of the way, now we can get ready for the reboot in 1909. Ooh. Jersey Devil sightings ran rampant during the week of January 16th, 1909 through January 23rd, 1909. Newspapers of the time published hundreds of claimed encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over South Jersey, Atlantic City, and the Philadelphia area. Here's some of the alleged Jersey Devil encounters during that fateful week. It all started with some strange footprints found in the snow. The mysterious footprints went over and under fences, through fields and backyards, and across the rooftops of houses. Now newspapers picked up on the weird footprint scoop, and they started reporting it, and word caught on. Fear and intrigue grew even greater when it was reported that bloodhounds refused to follow the unidentified creature's trail in Hamilton, New Jersey. Now, footprints were being reported in large cities of Camden and Philadelphia, where we all know people don't have feet. So where are these footprints coming from? I don't know. It's a mystery. That's a well-known fact. Uh, people were getting so freaked out by these reports in the newspapers that they closed the fucking schools around Philadelphia and in South Jersey. Mills in the Pine Barrens were forced to close because workers were refusing to leave their homes and travel through the woods to get to their jobs. The Jersey Devil was allegedly spotted in Camden, New Jersey and Bristol, um, Pennsylvania, where police on the scene allegedly fired shots at the devil to no effect, completely misinterpreting that Motley Crue song. Supposed to shout. Yeah. They made a real faux pas there. Real faux pas in the snow. Faux paw print in the snow. A few days later, it reappeared in Camden, attacking a late night meeting of a social club and then flew away. Earlier that day, it happened. Uh, it had appeared in Haddon Heights, terrorizing a fucking trolley car full of passengers before flying away. Clearly, the Jersey Devil has a big problem with people out after curfew. Right. This is a real stickler. Witnesses claimed it looked like they a large flying kangaroo, which is, you know, uh, in line with, with the description we gave earlier. Another trolley car full of people saw it in Burlington uh, when it scurried across the tracks in front of their car. In West Collingswood, it appeared on the roof of a house and was described as an ostrich-like creature. Firemen turned their hose upon it, um, but when it attacked them, uh, when it attacked them and then it just sort of flew away. It's not very confrontational, the Jersey Devil. No. The Jersey Devil likes to make a point and then leave immediately. The entire week, people reported that their livestock, particularly their chickens, were being slaughtered. Think of the chickens! Won't anybody please think of the chickens? I'm always thinking about chickens. (laughs) The marauding misanthrope reappeared later in the week in Camden, where a local woman found the beast attempting to eat her fucking dog. She hit it with a broomstick. And flew away. I guess that was pretty confrontational. I guess I retract my earlier statement. Well, yeah, it sort of sounds like she, like the Jersey Devil was eating the dog and she right. just happened upon them. Not that it was eating the dog in order to make her mad. Right. Local vigilante groups then sprung up and people attempted to hunt the beast down. They roamed the Pine Barrens in search of this unholy creature. It was also rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the creature. The offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a fucking kangaroo equipped with some fake claws and uh, bat wings sewn onto it. Well, that's bullshit. 
I've sent the Philadelphia Zoo plenty of photos of my junk, claiming it was some fucked up critter, and they never gave me no $10,000. <laughs> oh, man. What a totally funny and never heard before style of humor on this show, Jersey Devil Egg. Man, that was a good one, dude. Uh, um, Well, uh, actually... Guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they said all, all they sent back was, uh, you should get that checked out. Uh, cello, wink. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> the fuck is going on here? Oh, man, Jersey Devil Egg, you're all fucking hilarious, dude. Oh, man, all right, well. Hey, guys, I'm going to, you know, take a big sip of water. Uh, hang on. You guys know how I have that super interesting quirk where when I take a big sip of water, I have to concentrate really hard and not spilling all over myself. So, like, I can't hear anything, you know? Anyway, it's just, like, an interesting thing that makes me, like, super unique. And, like, most people don't know about it, but I'm going to talk about it right now. So, anyway, I'm going to drink that water now. Listen here, you stupid fucking egg. I may look like a fucking dolt, but I know what you're up to. Oh, you's got a good thing here. I may just have to stick around some. Maybe I'll become the third co-host. Wink. You fucking asshole. Lay off. Art is my friend. Go find your own. Dad Art's got such a pretty mouth. I'm thinking I might give it a smooch myself. No one smooches Art but me. Only co-hosts can smooch each other. Ooh, that was refreshing. Anyway, were you guys talking about something? Nah, nah. All good here, Art. Ah, <laughs> no, no, Art, uh, old pal. Ugh, Andy, you have mustard all over your shirt and in your hair and pooling around your ankles. Ah, uh, what, what the fuck? Somebody cut the tube on my mustard camel pack. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus Christ, Andy. Clean it up before it gets all over the podcast equipment, please. All right. <laughs> Anywho. God, who cut this? Fuck. <laughs> Let's talk about some more. <laughs> God damn it. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Let's talk about more Jersey Devil sightings throughout time. According to legend, while visiting the Hanover Mill Works to inspect his cannonballs being forged, Commodore Stephen, Stephen Decatur, Stephen Decatur, Stephen Decatur, I don't know how he pronounces it, sighted a flying creature and then fired a fucking cannonball directly upon it to no effect, which, you know, that's not dangerous at all to just fire cannonballs into the air. No, you definitely want to use your cannons for maximum effectiveness by firing at airborne targets right. rather than things on the ground. <laughs> yeah. I believe the cannon was specifically designed to hit targets in the air. Sure. Oh, Now, this is a great one. Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon. Maybe you've heard of him. Also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while he was hunting in his border town estate around 1820. Joseph looked at it while holding his gun, and the devil looked back at Joseph. And then the devil flew away. Now, Joseph swore he'd hunt that devil down and bring it home as a trophy, but uh, he never saw it again. I guess lying runs in the Bonaparte family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, sick history, Art. It, uh, it totally made sense. Thank you, Jersey Devil Egg. During 1840, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. Similar attacks were reported during 1841, accompanied by tracks and screams. The Jersey Devil is said to be heard more often than it is seen. In Greenwich during December 1925, 
a farmer shot a creature some believe to be a Jersey Devil. The animal was unidentified and was attempting to steal his chickens. Won't anybody classic think of the Jersey Devil? The farmer photographed the corpse and showed the photos to 100 people, and he said no one could identify it. This may have also been the first ever host of Family Feud, huh? Survey says. Ooh, splat. Another excellent joke, Jersey Devil Egg. Hey, Art, uh, it uh, could have been the first instance of the game show one versus 100, huh? Jesus eh? fucking Christ, Andy. Too soon. Uh, oh, wait. What? Oh, come on. What the fuck? No, I mean, I mean, like, it- anyway, God, some quick ones here. Couple of quick ones for you. Two quick ones. Hey, <laughs> shoot! Pew pew pew. Thanks, Jersey Devil Egg. On Jan- on July twenty seventh, nineteen thirty seven, an unknown animal with red eyes, seen by residents of Downington, Pennsylvania, was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter for the Pennsylvania Bulletin. Um, in nineteen fifty one, a group of Gib- Gibstown, New Jersey boys. Those, cl- those classic Gibstown, New Jersey boys. Gibstown, Jersey boys. Claim to have seen a monster matching the devil's description. And claims of, you know, they, they made a, uh, a claim that a corpse matching the Jersey devil's description arose in 1957. And those boys actually um, went on to form the Four Seasons. Little known fact. And this is also another little known fact. All of the Four Seasons songs were about the Jersey devil. You can Google that. That's a true fact. That's a true fact. When they were singing about Marlena. That was about a Jersey Devil. That's right. The Jersey Devil. During 1960, tracks and noises heard near May's Landing were claimed to be from the Jersey Devil. And then also in 1960, merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil, offering uh, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured. Apparently, the MSRP for like the Jersey Devil is set around fucking 10 Gs, like. I mean, that's kind of rough. They were offering 10K back in 1909, and now it's some 50 years later, and it's still only worth $10,000? That's one load of quiche with spoiled eggs. You know, it's interesting. I was reading an article on inflation, and it uh, actually... Boring! (laughs) Oh, got him, Jersey Devil Egg. (laughs) Take that, you friggin' jamoke. Fucking Egg! Hey, let's all right. Let's 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 calm down here, guys. Let's talk about some more Jersey Devil sightings. According to the New Jersey Devil researcher and author of New Tales from Old Haunts, the Legendary Pine Barrens, and other Jersey Devil focused work, uh, Paul Evan Evans Peterson Jr. He says, if you want to protect yourself from the Jersey Devil, you take a little tiny shovel, you dig up some of its tracks in the dirt, and and you scoop the dirt into a jar, and then you keep that jar under your bed. I guess by that logic, keeping cum jars under your bed protects you against having a meaningful relationship. Oh, oh, oh. I guess I got to go clean my room. <laughs> Classic Jersey Devil egg. You scamp. You, you fucking, you fucking omelet. <laughs> yeah, I've been accused of being a little scrambled. Yeah, a little scrambled. Anyway. The next story comes to us from WeirdNJ.com. The next two stories, actually. Um, this is from someone named Mary Ritzer Christensen. I'm going to read it. I'm going to try and put a little affect on it. I don't know who Mary Ritzer Christensen is or what they sound like, but I'm going to put a little affect on it. Okay. This is their story. 
This has haunted me since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world, I thought it was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. One winter night, I was driving the Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At that time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were a few houses, and there was hardly any development. I was completely sober. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rear view mirror. Curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. This is a North Jersey affect, right? <laughs> Sounds know. so much like Linda Belcher. Bobby! All right. Curious, curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but moonlit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. The creature stood taller than a man by far and had a thick haunches, similar to that of a goat's, supporting its nearly human-looking torso and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed. By me being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to Mansion Park Apartments in the borough. So petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in my car, unwilling to get out in the same darkness that had introduced me to the Joyzy Devil. Never again from that day on, I swear, hand to God, have I ridden on Green Tree Road day or night that I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. Wow. And how about this? Uh, this story, is also from weirdnj.com. Weirdnj.com. This is from a user named Kelly. As a native of Cape May County, I've had the typical rite of passage trip to the Pine Barrens. The legendary home of the Joyzy Devil. This Joyzy girl went to Cape May County Technical High School, which sponsored trips to the Pine Barrens for good grades in certain classes. I was one of the fortunate students to go three times during my four-year career at CMCT. Each time I went on this trip, my canoe was followed by a heavy-footed quote-unquote thing. With each step, I heard branches snap under its feet. Hooves? <laughs> Every ten minutes or so, I could hear deep, beastly growls that to this very day give me the creeps. Being in a canoe and on a class trip didn't afford me much opportunity to flee in terror. So I stuck it out for three years. Each year, it was the same. During my sophomore year... I was pretty confident about my canoeing skills, so I didn't look over my shoulder much. I went canoeing with a friend of mine when we came across a bag that had been torn open and gone through. Around it were prints on the ground that looked something like a horse's hoof, only bigger. Then I heard it, the cry that still haunts my dreams. Pot human, pot beast, and full of anger. Pregnant with pure hate. I nearly flipped a canoe. 
We left, leaving whatever it was out there behind. Or so I thought. It seemed to follow us. Every time we stopped or paused, it got closer to the river. We pushed on. The worst came to worst, and as we tipped the canoe, I heard the thing running behind us and thought for sure we were dead. Then we righted our canoe and got it in, got it, got into it as fast as humanly possible. We finally made it out to safety, sun fried to a crisp, missing all of our valuables and most of our clothes, but never happier to be on shore. We packed up our bus and left. As we were leaving, I rested my head on the window and saw a little cottage. I looked at it until the bus was about to pass it and saw a woman. She looked back at me, and I could see her skin was torn and bleeding. After the bus passed, she vanished. Scared me so badly I wouldn't go into the woods for a year. Wow. Well, we don't blame you, Kelly uh, or Keely. Uh, the Pine Barrens are a pretty freaky place, especially with this damn Jersey Devil running around. Sheesh. And as we mentioned in these stories, the Jersey Devil is often said to have the following. A dog or horse's head or even sometimes a goat. Horns. The body like a kangaroo. Broad bat-like wings. A reptile's tail. Hooves. And razor-sharp claws. I'd like to propose that actually the Jersey Devil might just be Dingo Dial from Crash Bandicoot. Hmm. Apropos. But of course, what would the Jersey Devil be without one of its most noticeable characteristics? It's ungodly blood-curdling scream. Oh, ho, ho, he's a screamer. <laughs> yoked. Yeah, yoked. Yeah, that's a good yoke. I'm coming out of my shell. Coming out of my shell and I'm doing just fine. Gotta, gotta get down because I want it all. Started off with a kiss. How did it end up like this? Am I right? You get it, Jersey Devil egg. Also... Some say a lot of Jersey Devil uh, sightings means a war is coming. And I mean, that checks out because Saddam Hussein sent a bunch of Jersey Devils, and that's why we had to go to war in Iraq. Google it. Real fact. It's out there. You can find it. But just what the heck do skeptics think this Jersey Devil is? Really? Well, most skeptics universally agree that the Jersey Devil is just a piece of folklore, a legend. And that's not a negative by any means. No. The Jersey Devil is one of the perennial pieces of Americana, not unlike our beloved Bell Witch. That's right. But most agree that unlike most cryptids, a la Bigfoot, Flatwoods Monster, Mothman, etc., and so forth, uh, in addition, etc., <laughs> at on <all>. and on, <laughs> uh, there probably isn't even a real animal to go along with the Jersey Devil sightings. Most skeptics point out the following. There's nothing more than a creative manifestation upon the imagination of the early English settlers is the Jersey devil. Um, these were like bo bogeyman stories created and told by bored Pine Barren residents as a form of children's entertainment. Uh, the byproduct, uh, these stories could be the byproduct of the historical local disdain for the Leeds family. People hated the Leeds. Uh, it could also be the misidentification of known animals, uh, or rumors uh, based on common negative perceptions of the local rural population of the Pine Barren. Let's dig into a few of these uh, more in depth, starting with the negative perceptions of the Pine Barrens. I know they ain't talking shit about the Pine Barrens. Oh, baby, they better watch out or I'm going to go full Axl Rose on their ass. What? Promote a long-awaited album that was commercially unsuccessful upon release? Start beef with Kurt Cobain? Andy, come on. I mean, what does that even mean? 
That's all I'm saying. This stupid egg makes no sense, Art. Don't listen to him, JDE. Oh, don't give him a nickname. Don't give him an initialism nickname. No, come on. JDE, just fucking ignore him. No. Just going to do these things. No. Anywho, call it Thin Lizzy, but the Pine Barrens had a bit of a bad reputation. I got a bad reputation. Great song. And this likely contributed to the creation of the Jersey Devil myth, say, skeptics. The Pine Barrens, as we mentioned, were a very inhospitable, you know, area in the early days of the early settlers. It's dense forests, waterways, steamy, swampy wilderness. I mean, it's magnificent, but it's not exactly welcoming, especially when all you got is a horse-drawn carriage. And the Pine Barrens made an excellent hideout for gangs of highwaymen, brigands, such as the vile pine robbers. Meanwhile, at the Legion of the Pine Barrens. <laughs> we must defeat the Super Friends. I just like the idea. I just like the idea of highwaymen hiding out. Yeah. Just a fun idea. Pine Barrens are their hideout. Yeah. These highwaymen would rob and attack travelers passing through the Pine Barrens. Furthermore, in the 1700s and 1800s, the residents of the Pine Barrens were seen as freaking losers and outcasts, geeks and freaks, nerds, dorks, dweebs, and dregs. Jeez. These were poor farmers. They were fugitives. There were brigands. There was, you know, Native Americans, poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves, and deserting soldiers. Not our opinions, but the right. opinions, they were labeled pineys. Right. And naturally, the dickish people of the, you know, 1700s and 1800s made up stories about them in the Pine Barrens, which skeptics see easily leading to the creation of the Jersey Devil myth, likening the Pine Barrens to a place of unholy origins. This was exacerbated in the early 20th century by two eugenics studies which were published which depicted pineys as congen- congenital idiots and criminals like uh, like genetically that they're predisposed to that right it's now obviously considered completely inaccurate and likely falsified but it shows how vilified and demonized the pine barrens area were around the origins of the jersey devil now I mean, Bunkfunkers, a similar study was also done on me and JDE, but that one is lauded as, quote, the most accurate scientific study ever published. Oh, uh, Art, actually, I I think it was me and you that that study was done about. Uh, 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 pretty sure it was me and JDE, but okay, Andy, don't you have like a whole chicken to go eat or diarrhea to have or a scenario where your pants fall down to go partake in or something? Yeah, beat it. I'll beat you off, you fucking egg. I brought you into this world and I could bring you out. Oh, yeah, you want to beat me off, eh, tough guy? Hey, everybody settle down, okay? No one's beating anyone off right now. Well, there's still plenty of whole enchilada to deliver. You're right, Art. Let's keep delivering this whole enchilada before I go full friggin' frontal on this stupid egg's face and bust a nut. Bust his nut. You saying it like that sounds aggressively sexual. Yeah, don't you mean, like, go full lethal or something? Whatever. Fuck. I'll do whatever it is. I'm just going to... Bust his nut. All right. Okay. It's you definitely sound like you want to fuck him. No, I'm just gonna go full facial and bust his nut. He thinks he can fucking sit in here and take my job. I'm gonna bust his nut. I need you guys to start getting along. You step to me, I'm gonna bust your nut. Okay. God damn. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. There was clearly disdain for the Pine Barrens. But another contributing factor to the creation of the Jersey Devil was the disdain for the Leeds family. Mother Leeds's tale was obviously embellished, according to skeptics, to create the origin of the Jersey Devil, 
but she and her family were real people. Historians have identified Mother Leeds as Deborah Leeds on the basis of her husband, not Daniel, but Japhet Leeds, who named 12 children in the will he wrote during 1736, which lines up with the original Leeds devil story. The Leeds also lived in the Leeds Point section of what is now Atlantic City, New Jersey. But not every historian agrees with that sentiment. In fact, the real origin of the Jersey Devil may involve pre-colonial Quaker hate and a battle between competing almanacs. Allow us to elaborate. Uh, Some historians believe there was no real Mother Leeds, but she was rather a fictional character resulting from the very non-fictional religio-political disputes. Daniel Leeds was a real person in pre-colonial New Jersey. Daniel Leeds' third wife had given birth to nine children, a large number of children even for the time. So we can see the origins of the Jersey Devil here. Now, Daniel Leeds was a royal surveyor with a strong allegiance to the British crown. He He surveyed and acquired lands in the Egg Harbor area located within the Pine Barrens. The land was inherited by Leeds' sons and family and is now known as Leeds Point. All of which is where the Jersey Devil originated from. All right. So starting in the 17th century, British Quakers started establishing settlements in South New Jersey in the Pine Barrens region. Daniel Leeds was also a Quaker, but he became ostracized by the Quaker community. You see, Daniel Leeds published an almanac. An almanac is like a like an old-timey reference book with weather forecasts, planting charts, astronomical data, recipes, and articles. Topics include gardening, sports, astronomy, folklore, and technology, uh, and living for the coming year. Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Predictions on trends in fashion, food, home, technology, and living uh, for the coming year. It was a big book of life and living. It was like the book. It's like they do one every year yeah. because it's like, here's the next year. Right. It, it's like life. a book of information because where yeah. else would you get information? Right. So Leeds published his almanac, but his uh, 1687 almanac contained astrological symbols and writings. And the other Quakers were like, uh, uh, no, you didn't, motherfucker. They were friggin' pissed, okay? They deemed astrology to be pagan and therefore blasphemous. The friggin' Quaker community was so pissed off, they destroyed Leeds' books. They literally burned his books. They burned his books. In response, Daniel Leeds fucking doubled down and continued to publish even more wild and esoteric shit. Hell yeah. Astrological Christian writings, Christian occultism, Christian mysticism, cosmology, demonology, angelology, angelology, and natural magic. This dude was fucking based and pagan pilled. He gave zero fucks. <laughs> yeah. Totally based. He fucking flipped him the bird. It was just like, fuck you. Completely pagan pilled. He's pagan pilled. The Quakers deemed Leeds a heretic. And he was like, screw you guys. I'm going him. And he, by going home, he left Quakerism, converted to Anglicanism and started publishing anti-Quaker material and accused Quakers of being anti-British crown. Ooh, Ooh. shit, there's fucking drama. Get him. Thus, the Quaker Burlington meeting of Southern New Jersey subsequently dismissed Leeds as evil, pure evil. And now you can see where the origins of the Jersey Devil may have come from. Daniel Leeds was so despised by the Quakers and deemed such a heretic that they made up a story about his wife popping hella kids out of snooch and then turning into the freaking devil and killing his entire family. <laughs> that's what happened. It's yeah. Quakers like, that's what's going to happen to you yeah. if you read his bullshit almanac. Don't fuck, don't fuck with the Quakers. Don't fuck with the Quakers or their oats. Yeah. 
Um, so, Bunkfunkers, this is off the rails, but don't get off Indian Arts Wild Ride just yet. There's more. During 1716, Daniel Leeds' son, Titan Leeds, great name, uh, inherited his father's almanac business. He continued to publish astrological content and eventually started to compete in the almanac business against none other than Benjamin Franklin and his very popular Poor Richard's Almanac. The competition got so heated that in 1733, Franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Leeds' death in October of that year. Titan was like, that's not funny, bro, and called Ben Franklin a quote-unquote fool and a quote-unquote liar in a public statement. Franklin was all, quote, I was just joshing, bro, JFC, end quote. That's a direct quote from direct quote from Ben Franklin. Franklin. Uh, and in his own public response, Franklin mocked Titan's outrage and, as a joke, suggested that Titan Leeds had actually died in accordance with the earlier prediction and was thus writing his almanac as a ghost resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment Franklin. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's fucking awesome. They don't call him based Ben Franklin for nothing. Holy fucking shit. So fucking good. It's like top tier trolling. I mean, yeah. The absolute best way to decimate your opponent in a debate is just to be like, how do we know he's not a ghost? Yeah. Titan leads destroyed with ghost facts and logic. I mean, Ben Franklin literally just kept referring to Titan leads as a ghost. It's like, that fucking guy's a ghost. And he's like, I'm not a fucking ghost. I was like, everyone's like, okay, ghost. All right, Mr. Ghost, shut up. Even after his real death in 1738, the, it's just the ultimate troll. He's just like, remember that fucking ghost? Beautiful. Oh my God, Ben Franklin does not give up on a beef. No, I mean, it's unbelievable. God bless him. Don't you ever come at Ben Franklin. Furthermore, before his death, Titan Leeds started using the Leeds family crest on the cover of you know the almanacs that he would publish. The Leeds family crest depicted a wyvern, a bat-winged, dragon-like, legendary creature that stands upright on two clawed feet, which you know looks a lot like the Jersey Devil. So all of this in combo, right? Everything we've talked about. Daniel Leeds ostracization by the Quakers as a heretic. His son Titan being mocked as a ghost by Ben Franklin. The Leeds family's strong ties to the British crown in a growing anti-monarchy America and their crest being a wyvern is what historians believe contributed ultimately to the folklore tale of the Leeds devil, a.k.a. the Jersey devil. But for those who believe the Jersey devil is a real creature, well... What real creature could it be mistaken as? Well, there's no denying the Jersey Devil's resemblance uh, to a bat, fruit bats especially. But some skeptics believe it could have been, it could be a great horned owl, which are pretty big, have a terrifying winged silhouette in the night, and release a high-pitched call, which could be mistaken for the Jersey Devil's famous shriek. And of course, what cryptid would be would this be without some skeptics believing this to be a sandhill crane, our favorite? Cryptid, the Sandhill Crane. It's got to be a Sandhill Crane. But what about all those sightings in 1909? Surely all those people can't be wrong. Well, many believe that to be simply the case of mass hysteria. One person gets hysteria, people all catch it. Uh, At the end of the day, the Jersey Devil is probably just a legend to skeptics. There's no photographs, no bones, no hard evidence. Who gives a flying devil fuck? The Jersey Devil friggin' rules, dude. The Jersey Devil has sprouted its folklore wings and flew out of the Pine Barrens and took over all of Jersey. And it's honestly become one of the most well-known cryptids in the goddamn world. Yeah. 
Probably the highest achievement of the Jersey Devil by far is the fact that New Jersey's NHL hockey team is named after it. The New Jersey Devils. The Devil did it. The Devil did it. The Jersey Devil fits into Richard Dorson's outline for a six-point criteria for establishing distinction among legendary creatures of American folklore. It exists in oral tradition. inspires belief and conviction. It became personalized and institutionalized. It became, uh, it's fanciful or mythical, and it contains a comical side, which endears it to the American public. We like comedy. We like funny cryptids. Copious toys and merch have been dedicated to the Jersey Devil. And it's uh, it's also been the subject of numerous TV shows and movies. The X-Files did a great episode on it. Um, not one of my, I wouldn't say it would make my top 10, but I Whoa. still really enjoy that episode. I'd have to rewatch it. Uh, Jersey Devil, there's a Jersey Devil video game. It was in the video game The Wolf Among Us, 13th Child. It was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, The Barons. Uh, Carney, A Night with the Jersey Devil, The Last Broadcast, Legend Quest, and even Gravity Falls. Great show. Finally, the Jersey Devil is so freaking cool that local New Jersey cults have frequently attempted to conjure it. <laughs> Some local Leeds Points historians even claim that the cults who wish to conjure up the Jersey Devil, some students from Stockton University once held a seance at Leeds Point Community Church Cemetery, where it's believed the Leeds family is buried in an attempt to conjure up the Jersey Devil. I gotta say, Art, we sure conjured up the whole enchilada on this goofy New Jersey Devil business. What do you say you and I go grab a couple of bergs and start talking about starting our own podcast? I'll even let you watch those cartoons where the girls get naked and have sex with them tentacles, huh? All right, that's enough. I will not stand for this. Literally. I'm going to keep sitting on the open face toilet, but I'm not going to let this stupid fucking egg ruin my friendship with my dear sweet art and our show. Andy, wait. I'm going to take JDE up on his offer. Art, surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and my name is Art. I have low blood sugar right now, Andy, and I could really use a friggin' Berg and to watch some dope hentai with a deviled egg human hybrid. Art, just go into the bunker kitchen. I think Mr. Bunker left some stuff in the fridge and have a snack. Let me take care of this. <sighs> All right, but please, you two, don't do anything drastic while I'm gone. All right, you stupid fucking egg. Prepare to die. As soon as I get this gun unlocked, the fuck? God damn it. Art! Did you child safety lock the bunker buck tech handgun again? Hang on, you stupid fucking egg. I think he child locked the bunk tech bunker gun again. I can't get these freaking child looks open. God damn it. Push and twist. What does that mean? Am I pushing first or fuck? Use, uh, you need some help there? No, I don't need some help there. I'm not going to need some help, dear. Stupid fucking egg. Just you wait. Oh, Eggman, you's, uh, you's got a problem over there. No, weird cake, dude. I'm just happy. What? Who the hell are you? Yo, I'm the New Jersey Devil's food cake. One of the coolest Jersey Devil-focused cryptids around, baby. <laughs> oh, cake man. Good to see you. I've been hanging out with these friggin' losers all day listening to the dumb podcast. This numbnuts can't figure out how to unlock the child safety lock on a gun. <laughs> Look at this friggin' idiot over here. Hey, but a podcast you say is 
What do you say we's try our own podcast? The Jersey Deviled Egg and Devil's Food Cake, Guns, Germs, and Steel, and Babes, and Hot Rods, and The Boss. It's a history podcast about our history, a Jersey cryptid's history, with stuff we care about. Oh, baby, this sounds freaking rad. I am in, my guy. Let's fucking roll out. See you freaking losers later. Hey, I'm back. Oh, man. Bunker had so much devil's food cake in the fridge. I'm friggin' wired. Blood sugar's feeling good. What'd I miss? Well, I think you conjured up another Jersey Devil food cryptid, but uh, I guess everything worked out in the end. Except somewhere out there in the Bunkerverse, we got unfinished business. Uh, here, let me, let, me, let, me, let me help you. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa fuck. fuck. That thing went off. Whoa. Ah, Oof. fuck. It's hot. God, my fucking foot. Ah, fuck. Oh, yeah, yo, it's fine, Andy. It's fine. Andy, it's fine. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Fucking egg. Fuck. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back, Bunkfunkers. That was our research of the Joycey Devil. I swear to God, it's Joycey Devil. What do you think the shriek sounds like? (laughs) I think it sounds like Snooky. You guys remember Snooky and the Jersey Shore? From Jersey Shore. I don't want to. I don't. Hey, I don't want to offend Jerseyans. Um, I think there's a big beef between North Jersey and South Jersey. Yeah. And South Jersey is much more like Philadelphia 
Yeah. Like related, whereas North Jersey is like this amalgamation of like New York and Italians and fucking like they're boisterous and loud and like fucking cool. Whereas I feel like South Jersey is like, hey, we got like this creepy fucking forest, dude. What are you doing over there? You want to go get some water ice? It sort of <laughs> feels like South Jersey is, um, and look, I'm going to say this in a way that's going to make everybody from Jersey mad. Yeah, let's do that. But it sort of feels like South Jersey is like a suburb of Philadelphia. And wow. North Jersey is a suburb of New York City. Wow. Oh, fuck. Those are fighting. You're pissing everybody off with your fucking candy opinions. And now this fucking bullshit. What you know, you look, I've turned a page in my life. And I'm into shit. the phase of my life where I don't give a fuck. Dude. I'm going to say the most controversial thing You're I can think of. You're fucking unhinged, dude. You're going full Joker mode. I'm, yeah, I am the Joker. You're going we full. live in a society, and I'm going to bring it to its knees. I hear you fucking giggling in the fucking bathroom. You go, hee hee. <laughs> I'm like, what's Andy laughing at? Who's he talking to in there? Uh, I draw little faces on my poo. Oh. Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of very strong opinionated Jersey listeners. Yeah, I think, uh, and I know they're going to rake me over the coals for are. saying that. And I don't, I don't say, hey, I, I don't, I'm not abiding by that. I've never been to Jersey. I've never been to Jersey. I've been. You have? I've been to Jersey. What were you doing there? Uh, I was mostly fleeing the law. No, we were on a. Um, so this was the year 2000. <laughs> In the summer of the year 2000, uh, we took a family vacation. My family and I. Yeah. Um, and we went to. Let's see. We started, of course, we're from Atlantic City, from Ohio. And so we we drove the first day to Harrisburg in Pennsylvania and we stayed the night in Harrisburg. Uh, we then went to Philadelphia. We stayed at, I think, a Sheraton in Philadelphia in the downtown area. And I immediately broke the toilet when we got there. It's a fun, uh, fun story of family get togethers now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. still bring it up, and yeah. you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember that time we went to Philadelphia and we checked into the hotel room, and you went to the bathroom, and then immediately after I finished, my dad went to use it, and the toilet wouldn't flush. <laughs> so they had to. My dad had to call the front desk and have them send somebody for maintenance up immediately to our room to fix the toilet. And we've been checked in for like five minutes. <laughs> that poor maintenance guy shows me. He's just like, oh. Fuck. Oh, God. Sees you fucking sitting on the bed. I yeah. left you a surprise. I left you a surprise in there. So we went to Philadelphia for a couple of days. We then went to, I think the next place we went was Atlantic City. Yeah. And I got in Atlantic City the worst sunburn of my life. Really? Yeah. I was in this phase where I didn't You were wearing crop tops? I was... Wearing crop tops, my belly got completely sunburned. No, no, we were on the beach. Yeah, but I was in this phase where I don't know. It's like being a stupid teenager, I guess. Yeah, I was like, I don't need sunscreen. Yeah, and I'm not gonna wear it. Right, because I want to look tan. Yeah, but then you just tanning said, was big for you and your friend group. Right. Yeah, tanning was big for I'm me. I'm being. I'm not oh. joking. It is. It was big, wasn't it? It's like tanning was a thing. I think I was at. I was at that time of like being a teenager. Yeah. Around the same time as like Jersey Shore, so tanning was much more accepted as part of something cool right so it's like i wanted to look tan uh i wasn't willing ever i've never been in a tanning bed i was never willing to right. do that but i would you know it's like oh i'm at the beach i'm gonna get tan and my mom was like you're gonna get burned i was like <laughs> whatever mom 
And then you kick sand on her. I got the worst sunburn of my life. Yeah, I kick sand right in her mouth as she was saying that. I got the worst sunburn <laughs> of my life. I had these oh huge God. like boils on the back oh, on my back, on my shoulders. It was awful. And so then we went, um, we were somewhere else in New Jersey because um, it was like a law school reunion my dad was going to. Right. And, uh, so we were, I don't remember exactly where, uh, but it was Northern New Jersey. And uh, after that, after Jersey, we went to Niagara Falls and Toronto. Oh, that's fun. You and, didn't stop in like Buffalo or anything? No, we went straight to Niagara Falls. And yeah, we were in Toronto. We ended up uh, getting in the middle of a drug shootout on the highway. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. These cars were like whizzing around us, you know, brake checking. Like, wow. I mean, there was lots of traffic. It wasn't just our car and these two other cars. Holy but shit. We were like right in the middle of this whole thing. And uh, we were watching the news then when we got to the hotel in Toronto after that. And yeah, there was like a big shooting on the expressway holy fuck it's a drug related thing and that was what we were in the middle of so then we went home after that not because of that but we were just going home anyway did you guys cross into michigan and go home that way i don't i want to say yes seems like that would make the most because we went the other we, we didn't go back the way we came you made a big loop right we went we took a loop so i think from toronto yeah we probably went to michigan uh-huh. um what do you think about this Jersey Devil? I set it up top, um, and I'll say it again. I think the skeptics portion of this story is cooler than the actual legend. I freaking love this Quaker this is, almanac drama. I mean, I I, I don't want to speak for our fucking however many hundreds episodes we've done. This is probably one of the coolest skeptics take in the entire, entire catalog of the Bunkerverse. I have to say. It's so I, funny. I have to say, I think this on both sides... <laughs> Is quite good. It's quite good. Because I love the description of the Jersey Devil. I think the Jersey Devil is very A cool. A friggin' like kangaroo with bat wings? Yeah. Like, yeah, sign me up for it's that. It's dope. And then you've got the skeptic's take, which is all this fucking like local drama and yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. This is a great, this it's is a great. great story. You got Ben Franklin being the ultimate fucking troll. But yeah. Holy fuck. I mean, what, when we... When you walk into the Jersey Devil story, you're not expecting Ben Franklin referring to somebody as a ghost until the guy dies and then just keep calling him a ghost. It's like it's 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 a thing of fucking beauty. It's just like it's so fucking random and it's such like a old timey fucking thing where it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. How do we know this guy's not a fucking ghost? Like and a ghost? And look, the origin story of the Jersey Devil, the like mythical origin story of the Leeds. Mother leads cursing her child and the child comes out of yeah, the womb, dope. turns into a devil and kills the whole family. That's cool. It's creepy. Scary. Yeah. But then the actual story behind it is also pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm struggling to find a thing about this I don't like. It's true. I mean, the Jersey Devil is definitely up there on my cryptid more. A lot of the Jersey Devil sightings after that initial story, they kind of suck. I'll say that. I'll say that. That's true. I I almost want to say that the Jersey Devil is stronger if it were to jump into the folklore category than it is in the cryptid category. Mm, I'm not seeing a lot of evidence. I'm not seeing like sightings of creatures. Like Mothman to me is like Mothman, Bigfoot, uh, Chupacabra, like Loch Ness Monster, like shit like that is like quintessential. That's a cryptid. There is a creature. People have seen said creature. There's sometimes maybe photographs of said creature 
very specific stories in the canon of said creature. Mm-hmm. Jersey Devil feels more like folklore. It feels like it's a story that's been passed around through the ages. But there are a good number of people, a good number of Jerseyans. There is a Jersey Devil-like society where they like, I don't know, sit around and fucking talk about the Jersey Devil. And they're like, they're like, I'm not fucking crazy. I've seen it. It's like, all right, okay, relax. All right, okay, it happened. Okay, sure. It's like it's regular or spicy nuggets. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's just Wendy's. It's okay. Um, uh, where there are people who are like, no, it is a monster. I have seen it. I've seen the stories. But, you know, I feel like I feel like the, the, the main crux of the Jersey Devil is very folklore. Where it's like, mm-hmm. this fucking thing sprouted out of her uterus and ripped her to shreds. It was fucking horrible. There was placenta all over the place. Yeah. You know? I think we see that with a few cryptids that we've covered where the origins of the cryptid definitely seem more folklore-ish, where it's some sort of tale probably designed to scare kids because there's nothing better than scaring children. Yeah, they deserve to be scared. And when, when you're an adult, the top thing that you want to do is frighten children. Well, you want to prepare them for real life, which is very frightening. Yeah. yeah. So you might as well start young. I think that, yeah, if you could get children being afraid of everything, that'll really prepare them for being an adult where everything is actually horrifying. Yeah. So I, I think my mind is immediately running to the Pennsylvania cryptid rodeo that we did. There were a couple of those in there where, like the goat man, yeah. where it seems more like this is a folklorish tail right. than it is anything that nobody's actually seen this like half goat half man right 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 or even just like a giant goat that was really aggressive yeah which might have been misconstrued you know because like i feel like with bigfoot or the skunk ape it's like people probably are seeing something yeah they're seeing either a mangled bear or whatever we've said in right. the past that bigfoot is or yeah. isn't or skunk apes are or not skunk ape is a good good example Another oh one. oh the uh the um the red ghost the Arizona. red ghost. Now there's a there's a fucking cryptid for you. That one also had a really good um, history mystery behind that it. That was a great story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with Jersey Devil, like I don't feel like any of this says that somebody's actually seen something that looks like a kangaroo with bat wings. Yeah, I mean people are like obviously there's tons of stories, but it's always like it's very similar. It's like I saw a thing or I heard a thing and then I ran away. I was so scared. It's yeah. like well. Yeah, I need a little bit more for you to feel a little bit more cryptidy to me. Like if we found out that there was a zoo in Philadelphia that had a couple of baby kangaroos, whatever they're joeys, yeah, that were old enough to live on their own, and they just dumped them in Pine Barrens. Now that would be a story. That would be a story. that would that would push this over the edge to where it's actual cryptid because yeah. people saw a goddamn kangaroo in Pine Barrens, right? Um, but I'm not knocking the Jersey. I think definitely no. the Jersey devil to me is like the kiss of the, of the cryptid folklore world. It's the most commercialized. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe Bigfoot is, maybe that's a bad argument, but who else has a fucking NHL hockey team named after them? That's I mean, pretty tough. That's pretty fucking good. If the level, because I do think that there are minor league teams that are there named are. after other cryptids. There are, but the fact that we've seen them before on our discord from, Resident New Jersey lore expert Erica. Yeah, yeah. Oracle, Oracle Erica. Oracle, Oracle. Oracle. Yes. It sounds like we're saying Orca now. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, we'll, we'll work. You get it. it. We'll work. Erica, Erica, we'll work on it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there are 
lots of minor league teams. And I think that I would actually like the New Jersey Devils hockey organization to lean more into the Jersey Devil rather than it being just kind of a devil. I would r- much rather that they lean into this horrible creature that's this haunting creature that's yeah. got a kangaroo's body. Well, maybe and, if their team was more intimidating. Yeah. Apparently they're not very good. Yeah, we've as we've seen. Yeah, we've heard a lot of I mean the real horror is the action on the ice. Hey, there you go. Um I mean it's kind of interesting though cuz I think what I was reading is that they were actually like either the Colorado Rockies and then they moved the team to New Jersey, which is a big move. And uh then they renamed it the Devils like in the 80s. What were they before? The Colorado Rockies. It was like a similar thing with the Browns. Oh, oh, I see. So it was like then a then an expansion franchise Something in New like Jersey, that. and they. they, they I never know how that works with Devils. sports because yeah. uh, all my sports allegiances have been in Chicago. <laughs> They've just stayed there for their entire careers. The Bulls have like never changed their logo. You know, the Cardinals used to be in Chicago. That's true. There were a couple of like the Staley, the footballs, the football, and the, the Cardinals. Football Cardinals, not the baseball Cardinals. Right? Yeah. Well, they I don't move. need these Cubs fans coming at me. Eeks. Um, no, I really, I really like, I like everything. I just think that everything is, there's just so much fun. There's a lot of little bite-sized pieces with the Jersey devil too. You got, you got fucking Napoleon's brother. Yeah. Future King of Spain. Yes. No. Wow. Andy. Yeah. You laid that on me and I can't remember. Probably. Why do you say probably? I mean, all of Napoleon's relatives got royal titles, so probably king of something. Or he got king of Spain. He was king of Naples and then king of Spain. There you go. So, plus, um, king of Spain. And uh, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw that fucking thing on a hunting trip. I'm going to shoot it. Like, that's fun. That's a fun little bite sized nugget. Also, to make that his his promise in life, I'm going to kill the New Jersey Devil. I personally will slaughter the New Jersey Devil. He never did, fucking liar. Yeah. Well. Freaking dummy. Hmm? Runs in the family. Runs in the family. Great joke. And so accurate. Well, Napoleon kept saying he was going to take Waterloo. He never did it. One of the best dummy. One of the best stories of Napoleon that I know. This has nothing to do with the Jersey Devil, by the okay. way. It's uh, okay. Was when he was after he was coming back from his first exile, he he got to France, and I think it was at the board. Well, the first like military post he comes to, like he comes to this barracks or whatever, and these French soldiers they obviously know who he is, right? right. They know that it's the deposed emperor and he knows that under the law right now, they are supposed to arrest him mm-hmm. and he just like tells them you can either arrest me and this ends here or you can join me and we'll retake the empire. And they just, and he leaves and he gets an army that way. Great leader. I mean, I mean, he didn't, he didn't win. Yeah. In the end, but he he fucking people believed in his message. He knew how to he knew how to manipulate people. He did. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me thinks, hey, 
They sent you to a fucking cool island. You should have just hung out there. That's what I would have done. You don't have to tell me twice. I would love to get banished. Did he get banished somewhere cool? Mm, uh, well, I don't. This is a tough question. I don't know how to answer this. I've never been there. I don't think so. Well, I mean, the did descriptions he like, of it don't sound all that cool. Oh, really? But like, was it was it uninhabited? Like, did he have to hunt for his own food? Like, what the fuck? No, no, he was like taken care of. Yeah, so he's like basically like in a royalty prison. Yeah, yeah, he was in a white collar prison. Yeah, on Elba. Um, I mean, shout out to all of our Elba Elba listeners. Yeah, shout out to all our listeners in Elba. What else about this Jersey Devil, Andy, is tickling your fancy here? I do agree with you. I think that this is very much a sampler platter in terms of the stories. You get a little bite of everything. You do. And that makes the whole meal more enjoyable, frankly. It does. The The Jersey Devil is really... I, you know, we always come to this point in cryptid episodes. Where does the Jersey, does the Jersey devil make your mount cryptid more? And where does it rank? I think it does. I think it does for me. I think it does for me. I'm trying to think. I mean, I might have to bump skunk ape. I might have to bump skunk ape, even though I do love skunk ape. It is a fun one. It's funny. It's a stinky fucking Bigfoot's cousin. Yeah. A um, lot of good sightings. A lot of good. Bigfoot's southern stinky cousin. Right. Um, You know, obviously, I, I don't think it dethrones Flatwoods Monster for me, but I do like it. I might like it more than Mothman, to be honest. I think maybe there's better lore mm-hmm. with it. Um, Mothman, to me, had a couple of sightings. But it was more like it was more ominous and had a very cool design. But like it wasn't I don't know. There was there was things about the Mothman. You know, I can't exactly remember what we said in that episode, but uh, I remember us kind of being like, you know, eh, there's not as much here to pick at. Obviously, you've got Bigfoot. So I think I have to go Flatwoods Monster. I got to go Bigfoot. And then I might have to go Jersey Devil. And then four and five are like flex spots. You know, they could change here and there depending on my mood. I think I'm going to just agree with you. Wow. I think that wow. uh, I think we both have, have long held that the Flatwoods Monster is one of the greatest the cryptids. What? The Shrunk? The Shrunk. Oh, the Squonk. Squonk. Oh, my God. The Squonk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can put Squonk up All right. there. Well, Squonk. Squonk probably. Okay. I'm going to put Flatwoods Monster, then Squonk. Wow. Then Bigfoot Jersey Devil. Wow. Because the squonk is just squonk's so lovely. The squonk's incredible. Yeah, there's there's almost nothing there to that story. No, there's nothing there at all. Uh, the story of Jersey Devil is way better, but right, the squonk is the ultimate cryptid. <laughs> if I could bring any cryptid to life, it would be a squonk. It would be a squonk. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I would just have to keep doing it because it would just disappear into a puddle of tears. It's true. Keep crying at its own uh, own appearance. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bunkfunkers, let us know. What's your cryptid more looking like? Is the New Jersey Devil taking a spot up there? Yeah. Do you love the Jersey Devil? Do you? Do you feel lucky? Bunk? Um. I don't know. Is there any other... Um, hmm. Any other areas that we want to pick at here, Andy, about the Jersey Devil? Um... 
Wow. I I I don't know because I really like the whole package. Yeah. To be honest with you. I could nitpick some of these other stories about like, oh, it attacked a cable car when people were going yeah, out partying. It attacked a social club where it's like there's just no description of right. anything that happened. It's right. like, yeah, these are pretty lame. But those stories get so drowned out by all of the actual fun stuff with the Jersey Devil. Right. That I think it's almost immaterial. The 1909 stuff, they can fuck off. Really? I like a lot of that. Yeah, well, they can fuck off. Giant thing of mass hysteria. Yeah, fuck them. Wow. Let's Jeez. get let's get some more of this. People who fucking hate the Leeds family or fucking dueling almanacs. <laughs> dueling almanacs. Uh, demon child murdering its family. Ben Franklin really would be like an ultimate internet troll. Like if Ben Franklin had a Twitter, oh he'd be God. fucking clapping back on motherfuckers. Oh my God. He'd yeah. be sliding into DMs. Like he'd be all, he'd be fucking gnarly. Yeah. I, it would be one of those things where Ben Franklin would have probably been an early adopter yeah. of Twitter and he would have been amazing at it. And by now he would be canceled because yes, he would have done so much creepy shit on the internet. He's, um, he's kind of a wild dude. Yeah, he really is. Fucking flying kites. Fucking rad. There'd be so many memes about Ben Franklin. Like people would be like, we stand Ben Franklin. And they like he'd be yeah. like, he'd be like, I'm flying fucking kites in the rain. I don't give a fuck. Electricity. And people would be like, okay, like he shouldn't be doing that. That sets a bad message for people. Like Ben Franklin should apologize publicly. And then all the Ben Franklin stands would be like, no, fuck you. Like, we're not going to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how, I mean, Did even- he also like, he like would frequent whorehouses and stuff, right? He had like, yeah. Syphilis or something. Yeah, when he was in France, he was just like fucking fuck sucking his way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like you gotta think about it. In the eighteenth century, how many people saw Ben Franklin's dick? A lot, probably. Way more than I bet the average penis got exposure, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking like how many median people. In I the think 18th- it runs in the just being a U.S. statesman. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I am now in Congress. I have to show somebody my penis. Yeah. I mean, just think in the eight. What is your what's your what's your average guess for 18 the 1700s? Uh. How many people saw any one person's penis? Maybe. Two, three. I would put it more like six. Okay, you're going higher. Yeah. Because I guess people were, were people more okay or less okay with nudity? I feel like they were less okay with it. Well, yeah, I think, but you might, you might go skinny dipping with your friends or something that you would. Sure. Why not? Uh, Which president was it that went skinny dipping in the Potomac? I don't remember. But I sort of feel like there was Woodrow Wilson. There's probably more there was probably more of a prohibition on nudity between the sexes. Oh yeah. But within the sexes it was right. probably less I would guess. Sure. Plus you got to figure like parents siblings who might see your penis. If we go just adults, 
we don't count childhood. Number's probably smaller. I imagine maybe you're like a soldier. Right. You would get, you would just change in the barracks. Right. And it'd be like, you'd, you. I mean, you had a lot of shit to put on. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe the number should be really high. Well, this what, is kind you, of, what are you trying to get at? It's kind of falling apart on me here, I guess. But my point is, I think a lot of people saw Ben Franklin's penis. And I think it's much easier now to see someone's penis. And so for the 1700s, for <laughs> that many people to have seen his penis. Sure. It just shows how prolific he was about showing his penis. He was fucking. So I'm guessing if he was on the internet, a lot of unsolicited dick pics are going out. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. He'd be trying to slide in a DM's lane pipe. And if uh, if the stories could be believed, probably quite a few solicited dick pics, too. What stories are these? Well, you know, people wanted to have sex with him. He was hanging hanging dong? Bon vivant. Bon vivant? Yeah, he Who's had that? the zest of life. Oh, wow. People just wanted to be with He's like, men wanted to be him, women wanted to be with him. Really? I mean, probably women who didn't have better looking options, but... <laughs> He did leave a little bit of a daredevil. He's like, I'm going to go invent libraries. I'm going to be on the fucking. You yeah, heard well, of a firehouse? We're going to fucking invent that. Hey, you ever seen a stove this fat before? Did he invent a stove? The pot bellied stove or whatever. Oh, my God. Uh, the uh, bifocal lenses. Yeah. Hey, do you ever want to see stuff up close? Get a close <laughs> look at this. We're far away at the same time. Through my both bifocal lenses. That's true. He would have been a bit of an oddball, right? Like an inventor. He would have been mysterious. He was a publisher. Publisher. He's a tastemaker. What does that mean? He can set trends. He's a publisher. Oh, he's a tastemaker. Yeah. You know, it's like if Ben Franklin says, hey, this is the thing. He's got influence because he can publish about he's it. He's an influencer. He's the first influencer. He's an influencer. He's the first, but he is an influencer. <laughs> wow. Benny Franks, man. Benny Franks, Ben. His IG would be blowing up. His IG would be huge. Yeah. Um. Well, Bunkfunkers. What do you think his favorite filter would be? Oh, definitely sepia. Fucking names of those <laughs> stupid know, filters. filters. Yeah. Do people even use fucking Instagram filters anymore? Like, I feel like I those know. are uncouth. Yeah, I don't know. We were around in the days where it was like, it was like cool to to post a photo on Instagram and you would hashtag it like no filter because mm-hmm. yeah. so many people would use the filters. Right. And then it would be like, no, this photo is so good. It's not filtered. Right. And the secret to that is using the filter that, <laughs> that looks the least like you're using a filter. Right. That's right. when you say hashtag no filter. Exactly. But nowadays I feel like people just fucking Photoshop their photos and then upload them. normally. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So nothing on the internet is real. Um, well, bunkfuckers, uh, let us know, would you follow Ben Franklin on social media? And would you be one of the people who saw his penis? That's right. Um, Andy, should we get to verdicts here on the uh, cryptid of legend? The, uh, the Jersey Devil? Yeah, let's get to it. The Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil. He's oh. just a little devil. It's not. A, it's nothing he's wrong He's a little devilish, him. but he's a good boy at heart. I just hope that, you know, he's a little misunderstood. He's just a devil. You want to give a verdict? What was that? You want to give a verdict? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, t- I'm torn here. 
You're Natalie Imbruglia. Yeah, I'm Natalie Imbruglia here because I'm torn. I'm. You're all out of faith. This is how you feel. Uh, you know, you're cold and you're awake, lying naked on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how I am. I'm. 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 Lucius never changed into something real. Our pal TJ from the Pick Me podcast. That's right. Uh, really changed my mind a lot on how to deliver a verdict. And I got. Jeez. I got TJ's voice in the back of my head right now saying. The Jersey Devil became a professional sports franchise. That's all, that's almost case confirmed. Wow. Because if you went into the woods at night and the entire New Jersey Devils roster was in there, <laughs> that would qualify as a cryptid. You would see, you would have seen the Jersey Devils. But then the part of me that's just me. Ah. Uh. The disgusting, oh, slimy God. part of me oh, no. wants to go case closed and say, "Yeah, this is very fun folklore, but there's no actual critter behind it. Right. I'm sorry to say, but I'm turning to the dark side. Wow. Case closed. Case closed. Case friggin' closed. This is a great uh, collection of stories. Yeah. This, this, this critter, the Jersey Devil, has so much excellent provenance that- so critter. I- Adore it. I love the mythical description of the creature itself. Very mythical. But I really don't feel like there's any actual animal that's leading to this. Yeah. It feels just like it's folklorish where an animal has wedged its way in because there was the need to create some sort of critter at some point. So I'm case closed, but don't take that as an indictment of the Jersey Devil. Wow. I think the Devil's great. It's on my Mount Cryptidmore even. Friends with the Devils, the number of the beast, Andy's all about it. Yeah. Um, I would give that verdict out of a thousand, a score of six, six, six. Wow. I have to say, that's one of your better verdicts ever, Andy. Wow. Yeah. That was I can tell verdict. Art's being sincere when he says that. That was a good verdict. And Why? I have to agree. I have to agree with it uh, completely. I just think. because I said it so well. No. Yeah. You just and normally I'm spouting a bunch of bullshit and you have to, you might give the same verdict as me, but you have to make a lot of points that are much better yeah. than the points I, I have to like n- navigate the way of, I'm trying to say I agree with Andy but I don't want to be associated with Andy right right <laughs> I agree with him in spirit but um no I think I think the way you said it a uh, 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 excellent piece of folklore an amazing piece of folklore that a critter has wedged its way into people have put a critter onto it because it comes out of this foresty area that's very creepy it's very dense uh you know, the, the Pine Barrens just make home to a lot of different critters. So um, I think it's a lot easy to be like, oh, God, we saw a Jersey Devil. I mean, it's cultural just, changes make the original yeah. story not seem right. And the changing demographics of the area, a cryptid itself is a little more permanent right. than the f- a feud between almanacs. The feud between almanacs and and Quakers. And and the Leeds family, maybe they're right. not as prominent anymore. Maybe right. it's not in front of people's minds. I think I think though, I think people from South Jersey would disagree. What how I understood is that people in Leeds Point, the Leeds family is like like there are still descendants of the Leeds and mm-hmm. you can like meet them. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> USA only. <laughs> Um, no, it's they supported the crown. Well, they can kiss my ass. Um, 
No, it's uh, it's it's that they still roam New Jersey. They're very prevalent. Um, they're just like a big family, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, and obviously they were very wealthy. They were like given land because Daniel Leeds was a surveyor for the crown. So they just, you know, they ruled. Uh, it's like the number one Jersey. way to get land in, back back then is just right. I surveyed it, so now you have to give it to me. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's true. Um, and there was like a lord something. Cumberbund was like a, some British fucking dickhead governor of Jersey. And then like Leeds was like, you know, best friends with him. And then like people were like, well, fuck that. Yeah. And then that's, you know, anyway. So, um, no, I agree with you. And I, I just think that I just, I, sometimes we look at stuff and we say, well, the skeptics version, the skeptics version of this is so good. You can't turn away. Yeah. It's so perfect. I, it's so funny. It's awesome too, that skeptics, we're able to piece all of this together. Right. Because, you know, it's not always so recorded, but this, this, pretty recorded. This, this emerged at a time when there was good press that could be yeah. retained and studied. It's just very, very fun to me that this managed to be, that we can talk about this in whatever year this is that we're talking about it. I don't want to date this episode. Right. Um, it, It's not the year 2022 either. No, no, it's not. It's, it's whatever year it is, year. whatever year it is that you're listening to this is right. the year that it is when we're talking about this. Yeah. The fact that we can still discuss this stuff now, this pretty local kind of drama, yeah, is pretty fun to me. That's it's great. almost like that part should be that's like that's almost like that's the fucking hook, yeah. Like you're gonna learn a story about Quakers and Ben Franklin and Almanacs, and like you're not gonna believe that it's also tied to the the hockey team. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna connect the hockey team, the New Jersey Devils, to a fucking story about Quakers being mad at a guy and yeah. then New, uh, Ben Franklin trolling somebody. Yeah, what the fuck kind of game of telephone was it that <laughs> ended up with that? Like where it starts with I put astrology shit in my almanac and it ends with prof- NHL franchise named the New Jersey Devils. Right, right, right. It's also kind of crazy that the New Jersey Devils somehow got the name the Devils. During the 80s, the height of the satanic panic, the height of like still people being like, oh, that's not like I kind of want to know. I know there's Jersey Devil fans out there. Let us in on that lore. Was there pushback against that? Were people mad that it a hockey team was naming itself the Devils? Yeah. What other I can't think of another franchise in any major American sport, which are the only sports that matter. Where, uh, I mean, it's definitely not happening in fucking soccer where all the names are like a fucking, we're the fucking red club. Oh, go those boys in red. Holy, holy. It's like, it's a great, cool fucking name. Like, I really want to cheer on the red club. Oh boy. I can't, I hope they beat the blue team. Like Christ. You've heard of this idea. It's called creativity. Well, they're in the premier league. Okay. What the fuck's that? Oh, they've actually been demoted. They're no longer in the Premier League. They're now in the Cornwall League. What? How did they get there? They lost a game 18 years ago. It's like, what the fuck? I don't understand what's going on with this sport, dude. (laughs) Well, it's been four, four, four years. It's now time for the World Cup. Woohoo! 
<laughs> I'm pissing off so many fucking people. It's like the biggest sport in the fucking world. Yeah. Like there's some uh, new soccer player. I forget his fucking name. He's like being considered the next Pele. He's out of Brazil. He's fucking incredible. And like he's so much more famous than anyone else. It's incredible how famous this guy is. Yeah. They just did a Netflix documentary on him. It's so funny to me too because I don't really follow soccer. I know nothing about it. I know especially I don't know anything about it. But it's like, oh, you know, this some of these soccer players are so fucking famous. It's it's how famous Christian Ronaldo is is like it's unfathomable. Right. Like we think about like our celebrities and LeBron James, it's like they don't even they're not even close. They don't I, even touch him. I mean, probably probably NBA players would be the closest thing in this country. I think NBA players have more worldwide reach, more reach for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because basketball is much more played worldwide. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Baseball, maybe. Baseball, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how widely known. There's a lot of, I mean, South America is big on baseball. Japan's big on baseball. Um, Korea, South Korea has some mm-hmm. some baseball influence. Um, Caribbean. I just, I just mean, I don't know how like the MLB is positioned, right. you know, because it's like, I think players, regardless of where they play in soccer, like they're really amazing players are. Yeah. They're getting big contracts to go play in Europe for European clubs. Sure. And like, they're just, everybody's paying attention to it. They're just yeah. super famous. No, I know. I'm being, I'm being a dick. I know but, you are. Um, but, but I want to, I want to, I can't you. think of another American sport where there is a, like, well, I guess there's the angels, right? Yeah. So that was the first thing that came to my mind. But that's, angels are okay. That's like, holy. What are the, there's no, like, nobody else is the demons. Right. There's no, like, there's no, like, the fucking, you know, the, the Oklahoma Orcus and his yeah. fucking demon undead or the fucking, Portland zombies. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, there's yeah. no like unholy satanic creatures. There's just the devils. There's a lot more. And they're fucking going hard. The devils. They're yeah. not going like tangential. In- Skeletons, the fucking necromancer. They're going, this is the fucking, this is Satan himself on ice. Right. Skating around, ice. shooting a puck. Oh man. I remember when I was a kid and we used to go to Satan on ice every year. <laughs> the collegiate sports, collegiate mascots are much, there's a lot more demonic stuff there is there because you've got oh, yeah you got the depaul devils you got the, or the blue demons the blue demons you've got like the blue devils at duke the blue uh, devils are the duke team right the right. demon deacons at uh wake forest the but when did those start up you know yeah there's like red devils oh yeah um there's more there's more demonic stuff i might I have agree just with... put my big foot in my mouth and then i'm gonna get railed I agree with but you. But I don't though. care. It Come, could, you know, fucking let's let's bring it on, dude. You're just gonna push me more, make me go fucking fucking more Joker mode. Yeah, like just push me more. Yeah, you're about see to what happens. I mean, push him, push him, bump funkers. He'll go full facial. I'll go full facial. He'll bust a nut. I'll go. I'll fucking bust a nut. See, he'll bust your nut, and you won't know what hit you. Um. Bunkfuckers, that was our verdict of the Jersey Devil. Let us know what you think. Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Bunker Pod. Not as good as Ben Franklin's uh, social media, but, uh, you know, it's we there. try. No, not really. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you tweeted us, we may acknowledge it. <laughs> Shout out to Melissa. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I think that's got to be something with the. I, listen, I don't know. Anyway. Um, 
What else do we have? YouTube. You find us on YouTube, Mr. Booker Pod. Um, and Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod for just five bucks a month. Get two extra episodes a month for Patreon only content. Andy and Art debunked and many hey, other and every, fun goodies. And, and every 14 years, we'll send you a greeting card. <laughs> every 14 years. Um, Andy, do you have any other things you want to say about the Jersey Devil? I'm just going to say, New Jersey, great job on the Jersey Devil. I commend you on creating a very cool situation just naturally i guess wow with the skeptics take and uh-huh. then for having a cool cryptid on top of it so great job great job new jersey um zach braff would be proud remember that guy scrubs yeah, what, I do remember that guy. What um, happened to his career? He was on Scrubs, and then he became some sort of an auteur, right? Yeah, I mean, he kind of uh, he he's pretty open about it. You can listen to him talk about it. Um, and now I think, nobody cares about him. No, I just think that he uh, he just likes kind of doing indie stuff and his own stuff. Yeah, he's also doing a fucking podcast. Everybody's doing a fucking podcast. Ever can since you, we okay. started podcasting, it's like everybody. Can everybody stop house. doing podcasts so people will listen to us? Fuck. <laughs> Um, it's he's doing he does one with uh, I forget how his last how you say his last name, but it, Donald is his first name. He played Turk, yeah, on Scrubs, and it's called I think it's called Real Life Best Friends. Is it not Faison? It's oh, it is Faison. I forgot if it was like Fasan or is it Faison? Um, either way, he played Turk and he also played um, he's been in a, a bunch of other like fun little parts in movies. Yeah, he's been in other stuff. Um, I don't know why we're doing an ad for a fucking way bigger show that needs no fucking help. Yeah, if, you, if you've got the time and you <laughs> please still help so out inclined, Zach Braff. <laughs> please go see if their podcast has a Patreon that you could subscribe to because they definitely need the help more than we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, uh, if you've never heard last podcast on the left, go go give them a listen too. In fact, you know, Maybe go through their whole catalog yeah. and put us on the shelf for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> well, for not the titular Mr. Bugger, but for my egg corn. What? Egg corn? <laughs> Holy fucking <laughs> shit, that egg. The fucking egg, dude. For my egg corn co-host, Andy Hart, I'm on Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Bada bing. Hey there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. 
We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.